Hi, I'm Brad Galley, sports director at the ABC station in Detroit, WXYZ. But I like to consider myself a huge Marvel card collector. And today I am joining the guys. You're going to be listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He's a diamond geezer. It's Norin Rad. That's good. Diamond geezer. That's nice. That's nice. I like it. Diamond geezer. Uh, what kind of diamond geezer? Are you familiar with the expression diamond geezer? Of course, yeah. Who doesn't know what that is? No one knows what that is. What is that? <laughs> so a diamond geezer, the, 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 the dictionary definition I found out, a diamond geezer is a reliable person who's really a very special person. So you add all that up and you get an equivalent. If he's a good talk, he's an okay chap, he's a great bloke, he's a good fella, he's a hero... These are the glosses for a diamond geezer. See, it sounds dirty. So I thought it was like, like a, but it sounds like a very lovely compliment. It's modern Cockney. That's what it is. And you are a diamond geezer, my friend. I like that, actually. I might get a jersey without saying that on the back. Thought you'd like that. Um, Have we? No, no, there he is. He's He's back. back. He went away, and I was like, I was like that. That that worried me for a second um, because uh, there is another diamond geezer on this call. Um, you may remember him from episode sixty-five of the Marvel Car Collectors podcast. Um, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome back our friend Brad Galley joins us this week. How are you, Brad? guys? I am so excited to be with you and everybody on the that listens to this is going. Is it a sketch artist? Is it an amazing person from Upper Deck to join us? Is it an actor from a Marvel movie? Is it a comic book writer? Oh, no, it's just that guy from Detroit that collects cards. Great. So it's, don't skip through the episode. I promise you we'll have some fun. <laughs> hang on a minute. No, you are, you are listening to one of the premier sports broadcasters in the USA, quite oh, frankly. Gee. Yeah, seriously. Uh, no. I've, I've, I've been checking out your, 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 your uh, content over the past year um, in a kind of a crazy kind of fanny stalkish way um but you do put it up on the internet so you've only got yourself yeah. um oh. but I, I i like the cut of your jib sir your your your, your your just style and your manner and what you do with the different you know sports that you have to kind of cover and interact with i like it thank you that's really nice and it's not stalkerish it's support because as soon as we started interacting here i think we've all become pretty good friends in a, in a, in a socially distant across the globe way, which, which, which is what makes the group in this podcast so special. So I appreciate it, Ian. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate um, you, brother. I, I watched something this morning that I, uh, I had a, an absolute blast watching and it was the, um, it was the video that you did with Ty Simpkins. Mm, yeah. Who, um, well, for those, for those who don't know, what's his kind of connection to you and to, to Marvel? So Ty Simpkins was the young actor in Iron Man 3 um, and popped back up at Endgame for the funeral scene. He was in Jurassic World. He's been in some scary movies that I admit to him I've I've not seen. Um, (laughs) He was doing a tour of Major League Baseball parks around the country um, here in the States. And a kid locally was, was giving him the tour. I saw on Twitter that he was at Comerica Park here in Detroit. And I said, 
it was a slow sports night. I said, Hey, you know, would you guys ever want to come by our studio? We're just down the road from, from the park and do the sports cast with me. I'm like, we'll put in clips from Iron Man. We'll put in clips from Jurassic world. Um, probably illegally. So universal and, and, and Disney don't sue us, but we put him in there and, and he goes, yeah, my phone's going to die. But, um, my buddy here will, will message you. His mom, his friend, and Ty came into our studio. They did the sports cast. We've stayed in touch for years. Um, I send him videos all the time of my son watching Iron Man 3 and my daughter Aww. screaming at the dinosaurs from Jurassic World. So we've <laughs> stayed in touch. And when I got um, an ex- a, a new box of, of Black Diamond to open up, I said, it would be kind of cool if I opened it up with with him and, and pulled some cards and see if he had any stories. And as I'm opening them up, I pulled a card from Iron Man three. I pull a card from Iron Man two of John Favreau from, you know, his, his co-star from Iron Man three. It was just the, the craziness of that box break. And then every, everything he had to tell with the story. So I knew he asked for a little quick briefing there, but that's uh that's my tie. No. And no, he's, uh, that's he's a amazing. great guy. It's cool. Okay. It's brilliant. No, we'll, awesome. We'll pop a link to it on the tasting notes. Cause it's a fun 30. It's the, it's the most fun 13 minutes we've probably all had since our wedding night. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I really enjoyed watching it. And I thought the cards you pulled, I think we've lost Norrin. I think we've lost him. I think he's on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he's I brought gone. the sketch from that too. It's the uh, the art of ethics. Now you and... put your blur on, which isn't helping us. But I was going to oh. talk about your monster. Oh. While you figure out that blur on this, this is why I'm I'm raising it because it kind of segues into you know the fact that we've been yeah. quite sketch heavy over the last few episodes. Um, this was the sketch, an art of FX. Now. Brad, are you oh, aware of, of the kind of standard and the and the market value on that? Um, I am. It's the reason why it's still sitting here because my <laughs> kids my kids are not in college yet, and so before they go to college, no. Uh, walk me through it, and for collectors that are on that are on too, because that's the thing with all of these. I think that's I, I talked to you guys a few episodes ago, and still stay in touch with you. I love the MCU stuff. This is very much comic based with the sketch, so mm-hmm. it's blending those worlds together. So give me an education. Give anybody an education that's well, listening from my side. Uh, Art of FX is a French artist. Um, I think his name's Omar um, something. Um, and lovely fella. Um, and his sketches are kind of top shelf. They're up there with Freddie and um, mm-hmm. Ash Gonzalez, I'd say, is up, up on that level as well, who we spoke yeah. to last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly, knowing they're going 500 plus, Easy, maybe yeah, down to seven eight hundred. Right. Wow! No, and you got um, two characters on there, which are Emma Frost and Jean Grey. Yeah, um, female character, or or maybe Rogue. I can't tell because of the green and black. Possibly Rogue. Yeah, it looks more Rogue than Jean. It looks more Rogue. Oh yeah, green eyes, Rogue. It must yeah. be Rogue. So you got Emma Frost and Rogue on there. Um, two of one of the like famous most famous women superheroes done by fx i don't know man that that thing is definitely 500 plus i wouldn't go lower. put it this way you'll get you'll get a main it's a it's a pretty good level trade if you're going for a, a higher level auto mm. on the MCU. all right Thanks. well that's a nice way to start the podcast off i'll see you guys later i'm gonna go get trading <laughs> thanks so much for having me <laughs> um, so <laughs> The reason the reason we've 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 kind of arranged this shindig is is that we wanted to talk about Marvel Black Diamond now that it's kind of out there and the dust has settled a little bit on its first burst because I'm sure it'll come to repack soon, um, and um, 
top end product you've opened um probably more than the remains of your kids college fund will allow um and um i even had a a tiny little dabble i say i stress tiny um and we thought no better than to bring you on uh, because you've had a lot of these in your in your in your uh, manicured paws um to, to do a little review of it really and just tell us, you know, what you uh, as a kind of a guest reviewer. So, h- how much did you? How much did you open of the set? I I uh, I had an inner case waiting for me, so it was five boxes on opening day, and then there were three loose boxes at the store because people had gotten there even before me on opening day yeah. to buy a few. Um, great guy in the group, Brian shops at the store, uh, with me as well. Ah. And, and he, he messaged me that he had gotten a couple and he was really happy. But just so you understand, like I have two kids. Um, and with all of this, I said to my wife in October when the products dropped and I was freaking out, we were at a bowling alley, bowling alley on vacation with my nephews and my sister-in-law and my wife. And I go, you're not going to believe it. They're dropping the high-end product that I talked about on that podcast that we were hoping that they would come out with someday. Because we should get some credit for describing exactly what they what they ultimately created, even though they had it ready to go, right? I didn't want to say anything, but I'm pretty sure we talked about it before it happened. Like exactly what they did, right? <laughs> exactly. We considered saying that to Grant Sandground, but we didn't want him to walk off the show after five minutes. So, so <laughs> we kind like, of kept that one in the back. Well, actually, you've, you've actually you've actually kind of answered my question because I wanted to find out from you what your reaction was oh. when you heard it was coming. So that you know, because you'll you'll know of Black Diamond because of your. Um, you're collecting, you know, because that that's a brand that existed anyway in, in the I top end of sports. I grew up collecting hockey. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and, I, and I remember trading Black Diamond hockey cards on the playground with my friends because the Detroit Red Wings at the time were the Stanley Cup champions. They were going back to back to try to defend their title. They ultimately did. And we would bring Black Diamond to the playground. I remember a, a kid named Nick on my birthday card. He taped Black Diamond cards to my birthday card and said, happy birthday at my birthday party. Hang on, oh. he, he taped them on. <laughs> I mean, we were eight, nine years old. Oh, yeah, that's sweet, yeah. though. That's nice. That's nice. That, so what, what I was going to tell you, as this product is, um, and I listened to the podcast with Grant. It was awesome. And I, and, and you even name dropped me then, but um, which was so nice. When I'm listening and he's describing it all, they really do take fan reaction and they take collector input and and put it into the product it seems like, you know, they're listening and, and, and as the hobby booms, it's nice to feel like, all right, we were heard. At least that's what I tell myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, true, though. Like, I feel. I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, they've been extremely attentive in the group. And I, I say that completely unbiased. Like they've been definitely around and like asking questions and yeah. observing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for sure, for sure. It, feel, it feels it feels like there's fans being listened to by Upper Deck for yeah. sure. Yeah. So well, what I did at that time, I said to my wife, I go, uh, I want to get a case. I'd only ever gotten one case. It was for my 30th birthday. It was the uh, the Marvel Cinematic 10-year product. And I said to her, I go, I want to get a case of this. And she said, okay. I got a challenge for you. You sell cards in your collection over the next however many months and set that money aside to buy this. And I was like, that's a great challenge. It's no extra money. It's the stuff that we have in the basement anyways, and we have in my collection at different places. So that's what I did. I started with the hobby boom. I mean, everything I had was double, triple, like you guys know. So mm. 
couple of hockey cards that I sold um, helped put me towards there. I collect Star Wars as well, so move some Star Wars cards and some sets and just low end things that that just all compiled up. And all of a sudden, we got to release date, and uh, and that's how I paid for it. So it wasn't like I'm just sitting here as you know some bow tie bougie fancy collector here. <laughs> like, like this is I, I, I worked towards uh, towards saving up for this deal, and then. Um, the, our local shop guy, I'll even give him a shout out, Rochester Sports Cards and Memorabilia in Michigan. Uh, Steve is the best and he gets it. He goes, I'm setting this thing aside for you. He goes, you're my most loyal Marvel collector. I'm not going to, you know, come in and take the highest bidder. He goes, if I did that, you know, I'd lose you as a customer and I know that. And that's what this is all about. So I opened the case in the shop. They had the entire staff come over and sit at a table with me. Oh. It was, it was, I don't mean to sound like a complete nerd, but that's what this is, right? We all love the nerd life. Oh Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it was an unforgettable experience and a day I won't forget uh, as a collector. That's awesome, man. That's so cool, dude. I love it. It was funny when Black Diamond was coming out. I was like, I can't wait to talk to Brad about this. And I messaged you immediately. I was <laughs> yes, like, All right, I want to pick up something, man. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I'm I dying over here. But I was so excited to hear your take on it and to like see you looking for cards and see you hunting. Yeah. And man, it's all about making that card fund. I think all of us in the hobby now know like that's the way to do it right because it yeah, is a yeah. form of like gambling and it and it can be dangerous and all this other stuff and i think it's i think that's what the groups are good for and like the podcast you know what i mean like people yeah. know the value of things they're like okay i can get this amount of money for this sketch this goes to this next product or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that's just standard way of collecting at this time yeah and I, if you want, like, by I'll start off with like the, the first part of the review, which is the honest part. When this thing came out and they announced the checklist, I didn't know what I was going to attack. Like, I wanted to get an Anthony Mackey autograph. He was one of the new signers that I had never had. Um, I was actually lucky enough to interview him when he came through Detroit and he was doing a movie. Um, one of my favorite interviews ever. Uh. He was awesome on camera, off camera. He was even funnier. So I've always rooted for him just like in his career and, and everything he's ever done. He's had ties to Michigan. He was in eight mile with, with Eminem. Um, so I'm like, okay, that, oh. that's one guy I want is to get an Anthony Man Mackey autograph. I'm on my way to the shop to open this case. Right. And I bought in a break and I landed a oh. six diamond infinity stone, Captain America, Chris Evans card. Oh, oh, that's gorgeous. We will we will put pictures of these on the toasting notes, folks. That's I'll amazing. Photos, yeah. Oh, wow. what, what's it numbered out of? Twenty-three. Oh, of course, yeah, because that's the number of the movies. They are yeah. beautiful. Those is that six diamonds? Is that the full like infinity? Yeah, that's the yeah yeah yeah. Though, because I, I remember watching some breaks, and those are the ones that were uh, that were going for. Well, crazy yeah. money straight away, and that people were so you got that from a spot break, and I and I don't do those like in the sports world. Those things get nasty. You can lose yeah. a lot of money, and yeah, nor as you said, like I mean, it, it, it's that's worse than gambling. So I like watching those on YouTube almost as like a uh, an anti drug to watch them to yes. say I'm not I'm not putting any money in. I'm just gonna watch the breaks so that I can just you know scratch the itch, right? I've been there. <laughs> So, but of course, with this product, I'm like, that wasn't enough. So, uh, I bought in a couple more breaks. I'm not kidding you. The next break, Dr. Strange, oh, six diamond what? infinity stone. Oh, my goodness me. Can you buy me a lottery ticket on the way home? That's this is well, outstanding. I t what did I tell you I wanted the most, right? Third break. No. Oh, diamond. Yeah. Oh, the oh. gemography as well. They're the nicest wow. ones. So, Anthony the gemography. For those yeah. for those who don't know, the gemography ones have got a single diamond 
and the actors see it's a it's a sticker isn't it uh also. yes yeah um, yep. yeah but still that's incredible he has a great signature too wow i don't think i ever got a chance to really look at that sig that's like one of the nicest ones so i get the that's anthony gorgeous. mackie there and and like like they say in basketball like you shoot until you're, you you know you're hot and then you keep shooting until you're not so i kept <laughs> buying in but did it carefully because the prices were at the beginning pretty decent and yeah i so i I kind of skipped around, but when I go to the shop at that point, I realized the way they reacted, the breaker reacted. And he says, Oh, this captain America stones card. This is the hit. Congratulations to Brad G. I go to the shop and I pulled the black Panther six diamond infinity stone out of my case. <sighs> I didn't get, I got decent autographs, right? <laughs> Nothing insane. I pulled a, a Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter, which was awesome. That's uh, cool. I, I yeah. Her. I had a couple of her Karen Gillen, who I like from uh, Jumanji as well. So I got a couple of good autographs, really cool relics, um, some amazing sketches. But the the Black Panther was just like it, my my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. So yeah. we went that we went that route and um, did a couple more breaks. Did okay, and then on eBay I got for a hundred bucks some wacky auction. It was just the two diamond Anthony Mackie. I'm trying oh, to get nice. The yeah, that's nice because that's 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 not got a signature. What's that? Fifteen is that? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, actually really like. I think I think I like the retro diamond relics a lot. I really nice. like them. They're nice, man. Like I keep flirting with getting um, an Ant Man one, uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. I keep flirting with it because I, I like. Mm-hmm. I love his character, the MCU. I think he's one of my favorites. And um, man, they just look. I love the layout of that card. It just looks good. I, I think what was so cool about this product. The price point in everything in card collector right now is just going through the roof. And if it were a different time, the value, at least if you were to go buy a box for three fifty in, in a normal time and you came out and you pulled one of these, or maybe you bought two boxes and you spent 700 or 600 and you pulled one of these diamond relics, is there is there untradeable value there and you have an unbelievable card? Maybe not, but personally, like you just said, there's an Ant-Man there. And for an Ant-Man collector... This is a card you want in your collection. Like I love collecting Captain mm. America things. I, I told you, Mackie's a character I like and an mm. actor I like. Like I sought this out. So I think that's what they packed so much unique value throughout the product. Yeah. That's what impressed me. That's what I liked about it. And then the sketches that you had on top of it all for people that just like drool looking at some of this artwork, which is undoubtedly unbelievable. Like I pulled this Carnage sketch, this exquisite Carnage sketch. What did you do? No, 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 no,
Grant was just so generous with his time on that one. I mean, we actually recorded it. I think we recorded it like first week of January and we had to hold it. We had to hold it for what four or five months until they were it was crazy released. it was it was uh, definitely so he was to, telling like, us stuff at that time that wasn't in the public mm-hmm. domain yeah we 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 agreed that we wouldn't put it up as you do you know under embargoes yeah. so um so you know it was just so nice knowing what was coming up but not being able to kind of tell anyone because at the beginning they don't put all the set info out do they they, they just <laughs> no. kind of give you a, yeah. give you a little taste uh, which is enough to get you in there um and then, of course, you know, closer it goes to it. And I think it did get pushed back a little bit, but certainly not as much as other products. So no. um, I'm, I'm glad it dropped when it did. Um, do you um, – so because uh, obviously there's only, what, six cards in a in a pack stroke box? It's the same. Yes. A pack yeah. is a box on this. Um, <clears throat> so do, are you – um, are you trying to build the, the the rest of the set, like the base or any of the other elements, or is it kind of the just the specific actors or films that you're going after? I'm going after the specific films and actors. I thought about doing just the exquisite set out of 125 because I love mm-hmm. those exquisite cards. Um, yeah. And I and I knew at the time I said if I want to do it I should do it right now because people are going to try to dump those and dump the cards they want to build up some money and get some money back. So yeah, I said I it's that. either now or never. Um, which I'll talk to you guys in two years and say, I told you I would never do it, but I finally decided to go back for that exquisite <laughs> set. <laughs> but at this point, no, I, I hit the pause button and I'm just wait. I, I poke around and I have the saved search on eBay and I, I check the group and scan and look for deals. And even just, uh, was it last night or Friday? Two nights ago, um, I saw Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow, the, the relic shard, and I offered mm. a guy 30 bucks and he took it. So I'm well, like, this that's one, a pretty you good deal. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's, that's one it, of that's one is. of my so this is this is my lane for this set. I'm going after these because I can't. I haven't great. got I haven't got the money for the gems um, and um, the autos. Maybe down the road, but yeah. So these are what I'm going after. I'm a Don't sucker. Those look so good with the, the long swaps. They are there. amazing. Are awesome. Yeah. What I really love. Let me just um, take it out. Well, first of all, I mean seriously, if someone broke in, I could hit them with this, and it would it would knock <laughs> them out because it is. They are they are weighty cards. What I love, and you'll know this, um, Brad, because I saw you you broke um, you broke a, a, a Thor one when you did the break with Ty, didn't you? It was a Chris uh, Hemsworth. Um, yeah, it was. You're Dark right. World. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, what I love about them, um, the material aside, is just that kind of sapphire foiling yes. that's on the card, uh, you know, just all over it. Now, because these are the only ones I've had in hand, is that kind of quality and that kind of finish on the other elements of the set as well? Yes. So let me pull up what I have a little bit. I mean, obviously those... Uh this, the the infinity stones i mean those are crazy but the, just the different foil the base cards have incredible foil throughout uh, you know the entire card the red parallels look really really nice mm. and then on the uh i had a couple of those gemographies but even if you see like i'll take it out of the case so you can see the less of the glare but they have it's it's different on every card but you can the, the attention to detail is there yeah and and even listening to Grant talk about that and trying to get the production and they, they put yeah. money into the foil, you yeah. understand like what separates in their mind, which was really revealing to hear, to hear like that's what separates a, a, a mid-level set from a top tier set is all yeah. of that foil and all the printing. And I'm listening to my head and go, 
I guess it makes a ton of sense. And that's why those those base sets for Endgame and Infinity War with the two tier or three tiered base sets like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 No, they, I mean, they're, they're lovely cards. I mean, I, I, I've not seen <laughs> weirdly. I've only seen one QA issue with this set, which is unfortunately and i'm not i'm not not gonna dig them too much um not being the case with other sets this year um, as we'll we'll talk about uh next week probably knowing but um i did see one qa um and that is the um what are the ones with the kind of film cell um oh, what the are they diamond. diamond they're kind of a, a gem shaped uh manufactured yeah. film cell thing i can't remember the facets yes that's it. Um, someone got one of those, and it literally like because because it's, it's obviously a composite layer, the card, and it had come apart. Mm. And so the bit of uh, the bit of acetate <laughs> was just loose, and it had two halves of the card. So whatever whatever the glue is that holds these together, um, and I don't think he paused it or anything like that. I think it literally just yeah. came apart in his hands. It's the only it's the only thing I've seen. Um, uh, talk to me about the. Um, your kind of big surprise in terms of the having them in hand what was the thing that kind of either wowed you the most or was the most unexpected uh thing to to have in hand when you when you broke them Oof, that's a really good question i think the day of it was the surprise of you know how are they going to put together what was in each box and to know what you were going to get and i know it said you got one exquisite card in each box and I was looking forward to those. I love the exquisite cards that they've mm. done across different sports and the value that's packed in those. <clears throat> Excuse me. To get one of those and to have that as the third or fourth best card in each box, that to me yeah. absolutely just you know made, made me go, are you kidding me? There was a guy that had bought, so I told you Ryan from our group bought a couple boxes, I believe it was, in the morning. There was a guy in between us that had just gone in and he was, I think, a baseball card collector. And he goes, well, what are those? Is that new today? And the shop owner said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, however much a box. And he goes, all right, I'll take a shot. I've never done it before. And he pulled one of those Iron Man diamond facet cards. And just to see different collectors reacting to those and to see people go, wow, look at this. They packed so much value into each of those inserts that there's really no throwaway insert card. To see what people in the group have done with some of the patches. Mm -hmm. I know those are the cards that people say, oh, dump your patches, dump your patches. And admittedly they make some of my money back I, I tried to do that i tried to trade or sell some of the patches but now i'm looking and going oh man what i could have done with those iron man patches or if i had yeah. grabbed those you know what i mean the, the, the value in each box and each pack that's what surprised me the most and yeah. each mm -hmm. each box is so unique eugene in, in our marvel group here um i did a couple breaks with him who is the funniest breaker i've ever you know been a part of in the world <laughs> he's hilarious man and he's not a price gouger he does it for community building and for fun yes. which is just what this is all about um as he's opening each box like there's a one of one there's a sweet relic card that yeah. you know across the pond ian's trying to get his hands on I'm sitting there looking and seeing, is he going to pull an Anthony Mackie that I know I'll never touch, but at least I can say I was a part of a break and watched it. So I just think <laughs> the unique value across each box, um, you see just a lot of times it's very generic and repetitive. With this product, it is definitely not. And I, I give Upper Deck a ton of credit for at least doing that to to wow us with each different Yeah, break. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm just – what one, one thing I've seen with it is the different – because you, you're right, not everyone – with with most modern sets, not everyone can go for the whole thing. 
Right. So it's very interesting to see the different <laughs> kind of, I kind of think of it as a mountain. You know, you get different routes up a mountain with different levels of difficulty. <laughs> it's like yeah. that. So people are doing different things. So there's one guy in the group. Um, I think he's going for that red set, which yeah. is uh, the red exquisite, which is what, uh, 20, yeah. uh, number to 23? Um, Joshua Carr. Josh, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Um, um, so he's going for that. And he's every time he posts, it's like the red quest continues is his hashtag. <laughs> and he's, he's getting these amazing miracles. And he's making a serious dent in it. Now, the interesting thing about the red one, of course, is that there is a card that is was pulled from the set. It's on the checklist. Um, and knowing, I don't know if you're aware about aware of this. Anthony Hopkins, um, yes. there's a card of Anthony Hopkins as, as Odin, um, not signed or anything. It's just you know, it's obviously got his photo on, um, which um, appears to have been pulled from the release. So the base exquisite, we haven't seen any. You know, it's not not there. Um, however, I've seen now four. I think of the Reds managed to get through of the Anthony Hopkins Odin. Um, and I think the first couple, people didn't know what was going on. So they kind of, they got, you know, they sold for, you know, um, probably less than they're now realizing. I think, mm-hmm. I think I've seen them going at about eight, 900 now. Yeah. Which is crazy. And he got only. one, I think, Josh, yeah. right? That's why, that's what prepared yeah. them to do this red set. Yeah. Um, and so I, I find that interesting. It's, it's probably some like contract thing or whatever it is there's a reason maybe yeah, maybe maybe at some point we can ask upper deck again you know why that why that didn't hit the set um but um but it's interesting so you know, obviously i'm going after these diamond relics and there's not there's not too many of them relatively mm-hmm. speaking um but um but so i mean knowing apart from ant-man was there any aspect to the set that you would be tempted to dive into I Maybe want when it all hits of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, in all, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, in all seriousness, like, I've never seen, I don't think, the top three. I've never seen a better card set do stuff with design and foiling than Black Diamond. Like, in all seriousness, like, I, I, I go on eBay <laughs> looking at my watch list, and I keep looking at them because I'm just like, oh, God. Because, you know, they're, they're expensive. It, it, it's definitely a choice. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm like, uh, how do I attack this thing? You know what I mean? Like, a part of me wants to get one of the Infinity Stones of, like, my favorite character from the MCU. Because I'm like, okay, that's a cool one card to have. It's out of 23. You can grab it. But, man, it's a choice to make that decision <laughs> to get one of those guys. So... I'm 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 still not bought into it. I I got I went on one of Eugene's breaks just for like fun or whatever, and I got goose. I got a diamond facet <gasps> goose. I'm um, so tempted to do a goose. Yeah, um, so, rainbow. <laughs> yeah, I I know you were. I, I was so it. tempted. Have you got it? I do. I didn't know you had a goose. Yes, I do. I'll it's bring it even. Over. Yeah, he's he's gone wandering. He's gone wandering. It's in his tub. It's not in his. It's not in his glass display case. So that we I mean, we were that. in that break together, and I remember he goes, "Brad, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to pick?" And I and so many people in the group knew him, so it was like, "We'll give him a little so extra bad. time to make his pick." No, it was. It was like, I felt so bad. I was terrible, man. I was not a very good picker. <laughs> I was like, "What do I do?" I was so I my luck did run out. Just by the way, I know I'm skipping around here, but my luck ran out. I was standing in line for a pizza. Um, and I'm watching one of Eugene's breaks <laughs> and in the same case, there was, uh, an Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet, Witch infinity stones that he pulled. And then he also pulled one of her autographs 
And I think I was pick number two and pick number three in the boxes that those were picked. And I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. Okay, I think I got to stop. I took one more shot. One of the companies that posted um, the breaks, I said, okay, I'll buy in one more spot. And I watched a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man six Infinity Stones out of 23 get pulled right in front of me. Oh, that's it. I'm done buying into yeah. the breaks. I'm yeah, done. you got to walk away at that point. Yeah. yeah. That was my yeah. first time buying into the break was was Eugene's. And I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. You were doing them. Everybody was there. And I was like, ah, let's have some fun and, you know, yeah. hang out with the guys. And find it. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm looking for it now. Just- <laughs> <laughs> he's forgotten what he's up to. Um, I'll tell you what was interesting about watching those breaks is I don't I, I don't often uh, watch anything like that. And I know I know it's a really big thing. I mean, we don't we don't um, uh, allow them in MCCW because because I I actually think Think that for most people the luck isn't there um, right. and also um it's just um it's a bit too bit too gambling for me personally um mm-hmm. I, prob- I probably wouldn't do it but it was interesting because i did what's uh eugene so shout out to eugene um i'm hoping eugene will come on the podcast at some point in fact i don't think he listens to audio podcasts so he'll probably never hear that i said that anyway <laughs> um but it was interesting watching eugene and you can find him on on instagram uh rare air collectibles i believe is his uh, yes. handle um and he it was so interesting watching his the way he was talking and reacting to things because i've only ever like typed back and forth with a guy you know on on, mm-hmm. on on facebook so all of a sudden i'm hearing him and he's he's like a bingo caller or sports announcer yes. and he's like he's like uh, what is it he says when you pull something really hot was it bang bang or something like bang, that bang it's a banger that's what he says <laughs> It's a monster, it's a bang, bang. Banger. And it's a, it's a banger. So a banger over here in the UK is like either a sausage or a really duff car that barely works. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like, what's, what's going on? But I was watching it and I, I, I genuinely couldn't figure out because I could see that he was selling the spots. I genuinely yeah. couldn't figure out how it was working. So I'm, I'm glad it, it at least worked for you in the beginning and that you got some good stuff. His, without. his breaks were great. And I'll even say it too. I, I don't do these normally. And and I got yeah. caught learning even throughout all of it. Like, I understand how they work, but I, I got duped by a couple of people that, I mean, it, it's very grimy. And there are a lot of people that do this to just suck any penny out of any collector that they can find and try to hit them over the head. I got into one. They sold 23 spots, Ian, for each movie. And there were only, I think he was a two box break. So there were 12 cards, but he sold 23 spots. And say you oh, got yeah, Iron kidding. Man 2 and there were two Iron Man 2 cards. Well, that's one extra spot that somebody didn't get. I mean, he was price gouging the heck out Whoa. of it. And I, and I vowed to oh, I, yeah, I will never go. I mean, that's just it's silly. It's dangerous. That's why I always give shout outs to our local shops here in, in, in southeast yeah. Michigan, because that's the heartbeat of the hobby. Those are that's that's how this happens. And if that changes, I think we're all in for a rude awakening. So I always support support the, the small business owners that own the shops. No, no, yeah. it absolutely wise to. Did you find your goose, dear? No. <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Um, did you I, actually coming back to that? I, I thought it was a very interesting um, uh, to kind of touch on just just the hobby in the last year and how different elements of the retail sector have reacted to it. So you mentioned at the uh, at the beginning, you know, uh, the fact that you you, sh- you shop in that store and he recognizes that there's no point in getting a short term gain from you because the value is in having you as a long term customer you know that that's always going to mm-hmm. be the, the the bigger uh the bigger value to him and um is is just great for his business what i find interesting about 
uh, not n- n- not necessarily so much this product because this product was always quite highly priced. I think the thing that drove the price up a little bit on the on the retailer and the secondary market was the fact that genuinely there's not that many boxes out there. I mean, you you know, there's you know, what six cards a a box stroke pack. Um, but obviously, EPAC will change that. But you know, there are some retailers who are who are really really pushing the envelope online. I'm you know in terms of. You know, they're putting the prices up and then they're taking it off sale to make it look mm-hmm. like it's sold out. And then they put right. it back mm-hmm. on sale and it's all of a sudden $50, $75, $100 more. And then that stops. And then they'll all of a sudden they'll magically put it on sale again a few days later. And that's kind of the opposite of what you just described with your local yeah. shop. And that's that's why I continue to, to just try to pump home. like, And that's what he understands too. And good shop owners do. Yeah, When this bubble... I don't know if it'll necessarily burst. I know that's the phrase a lot of people say, but when 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 the hobby maybe settles down a little bit more, I think we're at a pace where we're never going to get back to where we were. But when things settle down a little bit more, you know what our local shop owner said to me, he goes, I know baseball card collectors will continue to come back. Star Wars cards collectors, Marvel card collectors. He goes, I, I, there's something unique about collectors that collect products that are not as widespread. And he goes, and there's value in that. And and I believe in that as well, because every new release, I'll be there on opening day for Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe cards. And he knows that. And so there's something in that relationship. The big yeah. box, you know, online retailers, they don't care because they know they can toy and, and set the mark. And listen, every, I, I respect everybody that's trying to make money out there throughout all of this. I've not been one of those disgruntled people that say, look at these flippers. They're absolutely ridiculous. I get it, man. A lot of people have lost their job over the last year, year and a half. And so yeah, yeah. whatever you can do to make money, you know, in a, in a healthy, safe enough way, that's not too nasty. I understand why people have the motive they do, but I, I really do value, you know, the relationships people have with local shop mm. owners. When you go to, mm. when you go to weekend card shows, a group like you guys have created on Facebook that you go, Hey, I need a card like this, or if this Joshua Carp wants to build the, the red set out of 23, you have people like us like sitting here and talking about it on a podcast, rallying around him and celebrating it and saying, like, I, I hope he gets it. If I see a guy, maybe I'll tip him off or if she's got a card, I'll help him. And so the community building is what I still love about this yeah. hobby. And I think even in light of of this insane boom, there's still mm-hmm. that part of the trading and collecting that that brings out the youth in all of us that still should be celebrated. And, and it still is a really fun part of all of it. Yeah. And it is also I mean, what I love is the fact that you know we we know that, that Joshua is going after the red set. We know that uh, Ali Ali from Titan, bless her. Yeah, uh, she's going after a Loki, um, just just cards of Loki, and I think I think she's doing pretty well on it, from what I understand. Um, it's a beast, man. And the, yeah, there's other people who are just going after their little sort of sections of it. And you know, I've mm-hmm. chosen to go for the um, the uh, the diamond shards, um, and I kind of I I let Goose pass me by. Um, did you find Goose? No, I have no idea what I did with Goose. And if, <laughs> since it's a cat, it's most likely having an adventure out in the neighborhood and eventually come back home, <laughs> like many cats do. But no, I, I'm I'm sure it's here. I must have been looking at it and I put it on a bookshelf because I know myself. That's probably exactly what happened. But um, yeah, I don't know where Goose is. But I'll find Goose in a second. <laughs> I thought you were going to have a very valid point to, to ask Brad then. And you said, but. I was like, ooh, what's Noren going to ask? Um, I'm going to show you the other diamond shards I've got because I just love them. Like I said, I've only got three. <laughs> right. So there's, there's oh, my yeah. cap- Captain America. There's my Captain America. 
And that's from Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. So yeah, that's that's a nice one. And the other one I've got because I don't have any of the double or triples yet. Um, the other one I've got is Tessa Thompson. Nice from Ragnarok. Really like her. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome, man. Uh, awesome that's really exactly. good. Just killed uh, it. I, I tell you what, I've been watching the prices on these, and the ones that seem to be going um, for higher are the ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson. Um, hers is going uh, pretty well, and the other one is, um, as I guess you'd expect, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to ask. I was going to ask. So, in terms of looking at these cards and what collectors might be thinking about doing, like I'm imagining the ones that are like the Infinity Stones that have the movie titles, right? Because that's pretty interesting. Like you have a lot of different Thors because you have Thor from Thor the movie, and then you have Spider-Man from Civil War, which was, I, I, I guess, really his first appearance. Right. So are people looking at those cards and be like, okay, I want that one because that's the first Spidey or, you know what I mean? Like this is the first look of like Iron Spider-Man from like Avengers uh, Infinity War or Endgame. You know what I mean? I love I love those kind of options there because you do have like first movie appearances, which is what I've been looking at. Because like I'm thinking about like Ant-Man and I was like, ah, do I get the Ant-Man from Ant-Man and Wasp title? (laughs) Do I get the you know, do I get Lily uh, Wasp before she's Wasp? Like, what is my decision here? Because I really love that aspect to the set a lot, actually. Well, even the the photography that they included in there, like one of the Spider-Man, I think just base cards I got. I looked at the same thing. I said, well, what movie is it before I looked at the title and it says Endgame? I go, okay, well, what scene? And he's holding the gauntlet. Yes. It is is really cool. And all of a sudden I go, well, maybe I'll go get the parallel from that because that card is really (laughs) cool. And that scene was awesome. But then there are a couple other ones I go, I like, I hated Civil War because they were, they were all fighting each other. And I'm like, this isn't cool. And family fights, that's not fun. So when I get a Civil War card, like I pulled that, I pulled that relic of Captain America from Civil War. And I'm like, I kind of want to trade it for one from Winter Soldier because I love that movie. Winter Soldier is oh, one of my favorite man. movies, you know? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's one of the best MCU films, hands down. It's a great oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. No, that is it's funny. And I'll say this. So if people are listening and saying, oh, what? how could I get those sketches from Brad? This is where I turn the commercial on. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. When I started with you guys on the podcast last time, I told you that I had gotten a couple of those exquisite cards. I said, oh, they're fun. Well, then I pulled the Black Panther one. Let me see if I can swipe that up and show you. I found a box on eBay that somebody was just trying to dump. And I know that because I bought it at a price that was lower than I even got it at retail. Wow. And I, I pulled the Chadwick Boseman Black Ooh, Panther. Nice. In the same box, Chris Evans autographs. Oh, <laughs> outstanding work. My wife was on a work call. I went downstairs and it was a very serious work call. And I am miming to her. You can't believe it. You can't believe it. Look at these cards. You can't look at these. And she looked at me like, I really want to break away from this work call right now. But you know how I cannot. It's the last thing I can do. And she ran upstairs and gave me the biggest high five, the biggest hug. And she's like, you got both of those out of that same box? And it was funny because the shop owner like triple charged me for shipping. And then when the box got here, I had to pay an extra 10 bucks. And so I messaged him before I opened the um, before I opened the box. I said, "Hey man, you you gouged me for like an extra twenty five dollars for shipping. Is there any way we could you know come back to even if not for all of it, just a few bucks back?" 
And the guy never responded to me. And when I opened the box, I said, no, I think I'm good. I think I can, uh, <laughs> I think I'll think i eat that $25. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to go after all of the exquisites, which I've been a little bit obnoxious oh. about in the group, but I've, I've gotten 15, wow. all 15 of them out of 49. And I now need the big five that are numbered out of 25. Oh, wow. And there are a lot in Japan that a few collectors have told me um, are in permanent collections and are not going anywhere, mm-hmm. which is a bummer, but I get it. That's the beauty of this. So if anyone has those exquisite Endgame uh, cards, let me know. Let's make a deal. So what's, let's make something what's the hard? Are they hard numbered? Like what? What? What are those? Yeah, they're foil hard numbered. Exquisites. Uh, you see in the corner out of forty nine for Chadwick. Are they all out of forty nine? Each character, or are each character differs. So they're all out of 49 for 15 of them, but then there are five of them out of 25. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, did I say Spider-Man, and Black Widow. You know wow. what? 25 is not bad, though, man. Like, that's not impossible. Like, even if some are in PCs, like, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's yeah. not, that's going to happen. You know when you mean? get to the realm of 10, that's when it starts. The realm getting, of 10 yeah, is yeah, the yeah. real hardship. That's the ones that are always driving people crazy. I located I've located all of them. Um, a few people are willing to move them. They're just uh, respectfully. They know I want them. They're really nice mm-hmm. cards. The price is high. And so we'll see if we can make it happen. We'll see. That's the big goal well, right now. I guess that's the big. That's the next question, right? Not to put this on you and drive you crazy, yeah. but what's what's going to happen with EPAC? Oof, isn't that going to be interesting with with Black that's, Diamond, right? Like it's going to oh, be yeah. a wild, wild west. I'm excited, but I'm also really nervous, aren't you guys? Like you, I'd be you, you freaked out. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm already. I'm scared, and I'm not even like hardcore into the set. Like I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm wondering what an EPAC achievement's going to be for that set. I wonder oh, if we'll get like a you big imagine? surprise. I feel like we're going to get a big surprise. I think something special might happen. I'm excited about that. Would you I'm think there could be some that. autograph signers that they've not had? I'd be surprised. I'd be. I. That's my like top of the list. You'd want is yeah. them to be like, oh, by the way, we got this actor to sign cards and blah blah boom. Who else was Paul Bettany new? Paul Bettany was new. Anthony Mackie was new. Um, a couple of the people, a couple of the lower end, like second tier actors. From some of the Captain America movies, I feel like. Who was the MMA Isn't guy? Someone? Oh, uh, I know the guy you mean. I can't think of his name. Um, wasn't um, wasn't there an auto from someone who was in the Ed, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie as well? Yeah, yeah. Did I spot? <laughs> I think I spot that. And Benedict, uh, um, Benedict Wong, is it? He from was in Doctor a few sets that. Yeah, he he signs for everything. Basically, yeah. he's he's just happy to be there, um, but um, but there's a, there's a few. I'm just trying to think. So who's not? Obviously, we know Robert Downey Jr. only signed once, and you know that they're, they're, they're top end Grail cards. Do you have one of those, by the way? I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish. I wish I would walk into some old hobby shop on some vacation that we're on or some road trip and I walk into a (laughs) shop and they've got it for $250 and I say, "Um, would you take cash? And then just run as fast as I can once I get it. (laughs) It will happen. It will happen. If anyone's, if it's going to happen to anyone, it will happen to you. No. Uh, I I believe, I believe in, in, in you. I'll, I'll cast the runes and and whatever else i need to do to make it happen um so um so obviously i don't think they'll get him scarlett johansson's never signed maybe she will for the black widow set 
You would have to think like if you would do hope. a Black Widow set, yep. if they don't get her, they better get the rest of the cast. Like Florence Pugh, yep. David Harbour. I know I signed for Stranger Things for Tops, I believe, but that also doesn't yep. mean a lot in the past. Oh, I've got um, I've got his um, auto on a James Bond card because he had a very small role in um, oh, Ultimate Solace. That. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, so he's he's not shy of signing stuff. Um, I bet you they do some dual autos, perhaps. Because that was something they did for Ooh. Infinity War as an EPAC exclusive, wasn't it? Yes. That's clever. Yes. Like a Silver War. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that would be pretty cool. I mean, who knows? I mean, it must be soonish. Um, right. Where are we? It's like three months since months. the set came out. Is it two months? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was a couple of months in. Yeah, we might have like another month or two then because they said yeah. on average it's three to four. Yeah. Did so. you know? I mean, are you allowed to say? Is it definitely coming to EPAC? Uh, uh, we believe so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I think it's. I I don't think it's in their business model at all now to not do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 retail or EPAC or it's EPAC, but it's never just retail. I don't I there don't are, believe. There are understand. a couple of really high level hockey products that I I know they still don't put on EPAC, so I didn't know where this would fit in, really? but I. Uh. But I think you're like you said, with everything Marvel, everything Marvel goes to EPEC. So I'm yeah. I'm thrilled because you know what I want to do? I want to open a couple boxes, which will ultimately turn into too many boxes that I didn't save up <laughs> money for. But regardless, I will spend I will spend a little money and then hopefully I can entice one of those collectors on EPEC that has not returned any of my messages to trade me one of those exquisite <laughs> end games and I'll just have to overwhelm them and they'll finally make the deal. And then I'll look back ten years from now and go. Why did I trade that for just that Thor exquisite card where he has the scruffy beard and whatever? That's the beauty of all this. You never know if you're making the right deal at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, ultimately though, you nail it down. You, you, you know, I've I've said this to people before, when they've been umming and ahhing over um over a plate or over a signature or something that's really limited, and I'm like, listen, man, do the deal, nail it down, get it to bed, move on. Because otherwise, yeah. you're all going to, it's going to be questioning, ah, why did I turn or why did I go through the time? Because even if, especially if it's a one of one, even if it does come around again, and those one of ones rarely do, um, chances are you're going to be paying more. Yep. Do, uh, Jeff Silverman, Jeffrey Silverman in our group, uh, messaged me when Black Diamond came out. Turns out we went to the same high school, a few years apart, local guy. Um, great guy a couple of my friends at work i said oh i'm talking with this guy jeff he's local and they go wait so and so so and so apparently he's just like this pillar of awesomeness in our community so i met him a couple of weeks ago we met up at a golf tournament here that was in town and we're talking about cards and if you're talking about regrettable trades he said he made a deal he had one of the lebron james autograph patch exquisite rookie cards numbered to 99 he goes, I had it in my possession for two weeks, and I think he moved it. I forget for what, but I think a Michael Jordan card was involved. And that was the LeBron James card that sold for $2 million last year. Oh. <laughs> so that one, I don't know if you can put that one to bed. Wow. That's like the okay. biggest, that's like the worst story I've ever heard of like regrettable <laughs> traits. I'm serious. I think like <laughs> if I was, if I resorted back to being a child and I was being put to bed and someone told me a bedtime story, that's the one that would keep me up at night. <laughs> oh my you gosh. know what I mean? That's the thing yes. that would haunt my dreams. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah, right. right. So, so, so what's still on your, on, on your, on your hunt list for Black Diamond, Brad? What's your. Oof. You know, I think like we talked about, I think some of these, um, the retro ones, I'm going to look for some of the retro ones and some of the characters that I like and see if we can find yeah. 
like some good prices that sneak by because a lot of people are focused on the infinity stones, the autographs. And I think some of these are really underrated and the Mm -hmm. diamond cards have really held up the value as I'm learning with these end game cards. I got into the game way too late trying to collect the set and, and now I'm playing catch up in an uncomfortable rate. So I think maybe some of the retro ones and then just some of the characters that I like, uh, I pulled the autographs that I was hoping to get. I would like to get actually Paul Bettany. I have him in a top Mm -hmm. set from star Wars, but him in uh, in the vision mm-hmm. gear and and that autograph that would probably yeah. be the one card that if I said like oh I opened up EPAC that would be the one keeper that I think I would really be seeking out. I think nice. so. Yeah, that sounds good. Right, and here's here's the thing. It sounds to me like you're pretty um, into all the elements of the set. But black say Black Diamond two comes out. Not to mention. And the fact that obviously you'd need to recover your uh, finances <laughs> to be able to afford to even play. Um, what element of the set would they be, you be happy if they didn't include? Didn't include some of the stuff that they have to. I know I talked up how great some of the manufactured relics were and, and how mm-hmm. fun that is to see those and open them. I don't think there's ever a way around those. Um, yeah. I would even say this, though. You could, they could have made more colored parallels, perhaps. Like if you had the reds out of 35s out of the base set, why not do blues out of 10? Throw those in yeah. there. I mean, those they're extra chaseable. I don't think they yeah. diminish too much from what the 35s would be. But if you make them out of 10 and even like they snuck in those one of one black exquisites, do some one of one black diamond base Whoa. cards and add those and chase those. And I think that would be really nicer, you know, an, an all white cool. background and for a reverse black diamond. Those would be cool. I, I was hoping for maybe some more autograph relics. Those seem to be a little bit more rare um, yeah. to find. Some dual autographs, like I had mentioned, is kind of a, a cool mm-hmm. idea. Even some for, for some of the lower tier characters, that would be that would be a good idea. Um, and then whatever it costs, I know, and even listening to the conversation Grant had with you guys, whatever it costs to go get some of the big names. Can we all yeah. agree that they can cut out some of the foil if they just get a sticker from Robert Downey Jr. or somebody <laughs> and just go for it? Whatever he's asking, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go for it. I mean, I think I think you'll see the balance of some of the uh, volumes of stuff out there even out when EPAG is released. We saw that with um, Masterpieces 2020. Uh, okay. For the longest time, there was there was, you know, only so much of the product had been released and then when when it went to epac not only was it like a feeding frenzy like it just dumped into a pool with loads of piranhas because it sold out in like four days it was ridiculous um but it was just um all of a sudden stuff that people have been like oh, i haven't seen many of these and all of a sudden it just balanced out because the rest of it and i don't think there was any rhyme or reason to it it's just the way that it ended up turning out and it's the same with marvel annual which is a lower end product but virtually none of the um hologram there's a hologram insert on that there's there's number to 20 and virtually none had popped up from the physical release and then you know epac comes along and most of them are there, there so well like i said too when i went to the shop there was a guy on there that was just curious and bought a box we may not yeah. see any of those cards he may just sit on them because they're unique and he actually even told yeah. me he goes I love this Iron Man card. I'm going to put it in a top loader, and I have a, a holographic lampshade that I put cool holographic cards on. I want to just <laughs> keep it on there. I said, okay, that's cool. because it's an LED bulb. It won't, it won't melt it. He goes, I just think that'd be a neat, neat idea. And so you get, you know, evergreen collectors that are buying this yeah. stuff when it's from brick and mortar. When it goes to EPAC, those are hardcore collectors trying to get these cards. Yeah. And so it's mm-hmm. going to, to, to make the cream rise, and, and the rest of it all kind of settle down a little bit. Yeah. That's a really good point by yeah. you. 
no it is interesting it, it does very much change the dynamic of a you know and for i don't think it will happen necessarily for this set um although i think that the, the the base out of one two five possibly um but what we often see with with bigger sets is that there's often a dip in values because epac suddenly puts a lot more products into the market you know the, the high-end stuff always stays um pretty solid but a lot of the lower stuff just just t- tends to drop i don't know what we'll see with this one because it's all high end. <laughs> how fast do you think it will sell out how many days do you give it to sell out on epac uh, i think i think this one's going to be less than a week yeah for sure without a yeah. doubt because there's Without a, a yeah, doubt, it's going to get crazy. It's, it's, it's all killer, not much filler, you know. Yeah, and I think the real thing is going to be that achievement. Once you see what that achievement is, Ooh. if that achievement is something that's like really special, like an autograph signer by someone who is not in the actual yeah. physical base set or something crazy like that, I think you're looking at days. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the big ballers will just buy a couple cases, two, three, four, five, six cases, and they'll have just, to. Yeah. And buy it out quickly. Yeah, to. you're right. Because then they're going to use that all for trade to run to that achievement. And that's what, and sometimes that's worth it, man. Some of those achievements end up on Comp C and end up a lot cheaper than people did the initial chase for. But some of those achievements you just don't find again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the black exquisite autographs that they had, I think, out of five. That's it. Yes. Game. Those. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I pulled uh, a sketch. I think I told you guys this in the last one, and I, and I was trying to trade it for some autographs. And I went after. I, I went. Out, I said, "Hey, listen. Like, I got this. I got twenty five, thirty offers within like five minutes because everybody got a note that, oh, Brad just pulled this sketch." And I said, "Okay, how about how about for the Chris Evans achievement card?" And the guy was like, "Listen, I want your card so badly, but I can't part with that thing. Like, there's there are certain limits. And you're right. If they've invested eight to ten cases into trying to get that." That's probably unless they're getting a few grand for it, they're not going to dump that in the trade. Yeah, no, yeah, no, and that's, that's what a, happens. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, money that they drop on that. Um, so, Brad, it sounds to me, like, Brad, that Black Diamond was kind of your perfect product. So I I'm should guessing, have said that at the beginning. I should have yeah. said that it was the greatest product that I've ever opened. And I told our, my my card shop owner that I said, Steve, this is my favorite product ever. Not like not even close. Endgame is right there. Because I just absolutely love the movie and how yeah. they did that set and the signers and the exquisite and and everything around it. But I go this set. What did you just say? It's all killer, not filler. I think that's yeah. the tagline. If there were a, 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 a DVD box of this release, there's the quote right there. All killer, no filler. So if you want to make a headline with the podcast, yeah. I, yeah, I can call this the best Marvel Cinematic Universe release that Upper Deck has ever put out. No doubt there about we it. Go. We'll, we'll quote you. We'll put it on the poster. Um, the um, so if you're going to be doing um, uh, let's let's give it let's give it um, scores out of ten. Here, Brad, I think I know what your score is going to be. Uh, here's what I'll surprise you just a hair. I'll say nine point five, and I'll give the 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 a little a couple reasons. I, I praised it a ton. I would have loved to have a couple more surprises with some signers, but that's not Upper Deck's doing. That's some of the, the price yeah. gouging that some of these stars want. Um, and then also something out of their hands and out of the hands of anybody, just the state of the hobby. Like I, I would have loved to open a few more boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Upper Deck's execution, I would say a 10, the experience a 9.5, which are still fantastic that's grades, both all around. Yeah. So so uh, you, you it's interesting. We've, we've kind of touched on it a couple of times. Um, 
and um, I don't I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got family around and, and stuff going on. But no, we I, have a family I, sleepover happening right now, so I'm going to stay oh, here talking to you guys for. Oh, a long brilliant! Time. Oh, that that's cool because because <laughs> I kind of I kind of wanted to segue slightly <laughs> off Black Diamond and just talk Let's about go. some some bigger picture stuff. So you're I mean you you you've been in the hobby a long time um, from the sports side of things. Um, yes, as we talked about on the last podcast. So what's your, it's more than a year now. It's probably, you know, getting on for the last 15 to 18 months. What's kind of been when you first kind of saw what the hobby was doing, and I guess it coincided with the lockdown, you know, with everyone suddenly being indoors and, you know, hobbies were the focus for a lot of people, you know, um, not just, not just cards. What what's kind of been your 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 thoughts, your initial first reactions, and how you've seen just prices generally, and, and how the hobby's gone? With well, obviously the stories about Target and Walmart and not stocking them and queues, and then right the way through to online retailers who are just you know controlling the market in some ways. Yeah. What's your take? My reaction to it all, uh, I, I guess, it, partly is what took so long. When, when I was collecting as a teenager in high school and then for a little bit in college before I took a big break, my friends looked at me like I was, you know, speaking a different language when I would tell them where I was spending my money. I go, there is value in this. I'm telling you, like I, I pulled this card and I sold it for $125 or I got my buddy down the street, pulled this one and he sold it for a thousand dollars. People spend that much on cards. And I said, Yes. And don't you understand if you have a piece of history in the sports world or at the time, you know, I was I was diving headfirst into the MCU stuff. I said, listen, Robert Downey Jr. is going to go down in history with this role. Anything tied to Iron Man is going to be a part of history. Uh, That seems like a waste of money. And then nobody wants to have that conversation. But (laughs) as soon as like some of these big time social influencers start talking to that younger generation and saying your Pokemon cards should be worth something because we say they are. It was really interesting to hear the market turn when people Mm -hmm. saw prices for LeBron cards starting to skyrocket and they wanted Zion Williamson or whoever the next big basketball star was prices started to go crazy. You started to see people look at target for just a cheap Zion rookie. Well, now there's no such thing. Everything's a Zion rookie with value. Um, So it, it, Instead of kind of a slow build to this, it all just kind of went from a roller coaster effect. You're slowly climbing to just shoom, and it's going to a, from zero to a hundred. So my surprise was really that it took this long. I feel like people should have recognized the value in all of this, and I know it's just cardboard to some people's eyes. But if you're looking for an autographed jersey of a superstar athlete. There are thousands. There could be thousands. You don't know how many there are. The value is so subjective. But when you have cardboard numbered to a certain number and you know how many there are in the world and you know how how well graded one is, it's a pretty objective value. And I think that's where people have gotten with all of this. Like, great. Thanks for buying that jersey at that auction. I'm glad I helped that school. But we've got, you know, rich people that collect autographed jerseys have basements full of them and they don't know where to put them all with cards. It's like you can have prized possessions because, you know, there are only 25 of a card. There's only 10 of a card. And so I think it's been exciting. It's been a bummer to know that there's not a lot of products out there to get readily available. Like I want to go get a Star Wars blaster box from Target with my kids and open them up. Um, There's no way they could have done blaster boxes for Black Diamond. But so like that disappointing part is, is kind of frustrating. But I understand it all. And to me, it's exciting. It's fun to find boxes when you can. I think it will come back down to earth. And so 
I'm hopeful for that next step to be like, all right, we're in this crazy environment and then product will hopefully be readily available as the, as the companies start to make a little bit more as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. And no, and I know you've talked about it an awful lot with the Instagram content that you do and the people that you've spoken to, but the more, um, I speak to people now, the more it seems to be a realization after the initial shock of it, um, that what has happened is it was just a sudden snap rather than a gradual thing, but it was a market correction that happened. Yeah. And it's it's gone poof and it won't go back to where it was because it was lower than where it should have been. It can't. It can't. I mean, Brad said mm. it beautifully because Brad is a wordsmith, but um, truly, I mean that. <laughs> Uh, I really do mean that, um, but you know, it's, it's true. Um, but you know, like what people don't realize is, it, man, all of us who collect Marvel know when we went into a comic book store and like, Hey, you got any Marvel cards? You're laughed out of the building. You're looked oh. at like a, a joke. Like it's terrible. And these cards, the 1990 Marvel universe cards, each one was like 10 cents, 20 cents. Like, no one gave uh, anything about those cards, and now everyone. Then when the prices started surging and the Marvel cr- the market correction happened, everybody was like, "Oh, what are people doing?" You know how much I got for basically buying a PSA graded 10 1992 Marvel Masterpiece Silver Surfer. People saw me spend a hundred dollars on that, and they gave me such crap. For buying a graded 10 card for 100 bucks of 1992 and other ones. And now that card, everyone wants it. And it's way past what I paid for it. But it happened. It happened overnight. And what people didn't realize is that everyone in the Marvel card world, and this this sounds harsh, and I I don't mean it for to sound harsh, but it, it explains a lot what happened. No one graded their cards. No one thought about it. Everyone just bindered, sleeved, and done. No one had any experience from the sports card world or looked out to the card world. It is such a nice – it's such a really crazy experience, and people don't know this. When you go to a card show and you're looking for a card and you see one graded and you know the grade and you see it there and you don't have to fight the guy or woman who's selling it, look at the corners or see them shuffle it in a box. You got it right there. It's not a coincidence that all these cards are graded and that's how people are dealing with trading and selling cards is them being authenticated. And the same thing with jerseys. Man, a pack inserted autograph card, hard numbered, you know exactly where that's coming from. The COA doesn't have to be uh, discussed. It doesn't have to be like hanging on the wall in a crowd. Right, yeah, the like provenance isn't, isn't up for question. There's no question. No. There's no question. And I and a lot of people, and Ian and I have been going into like other movie non-sports stuff because we're like, like I got a Ghostbuster card signed by Ray Stance, you know, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> you know, Dan Aykroyd. And I'm like, yeah, that's my favorite Ghostbuster. He did them on card. This is really cool inserted thing. And boom, I have I have a piece of like cinema history here, especially with relics, right? People don't understand that the relics yep. at one point in Marvel cards were worn, mm-hmm. right? They weren't source fabric yeah. like you have in Star Wars and other things. They were actual from costuming that appeared Movie on works. film. Yeah. yeah, That's, I mean, where else do you get that opportunity other than cards? Right. And that's the thing that people don't understand. Oh, they cut jerseys in there. And what's the what's the corny question that you get asked all the time? Do they still put bubble gum in there? No, man, they're packing some real value in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you say about being laughed out of out of out of comic book shops. Uh, 
I, I cover our, our Comic-Con locally here because uh, there's always a sports figure in there. So I weave it into work and we have fun with it. And um, Ric Flair, the wrestler, was here one time. And <laughs> we, I actually that's another story for another time. But I, I, I have gotten to know him very well and his um, his family and the whole deal. And he's an amazing, hilarious guy. So I go to interview him and we walked around for a little bit. And when we finally ditched him, I said to my producer, I said, all right, now we need to go find some Marvel cards. And every booth I went to. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, listen, we can't get like, I go, it's the day's just going to get better. We hung out with Ric Flair. Now I'm going to go find some Marvel cards. And the day just took a turn. <laughs> the amount of just berating and laughing I got from people. Why would we have those movie cards? Those things are trash. Those things are garbage. And do you know, guys, those are some of the most, that was that, that dates back to like the first guardians of the galaxy, which those boxes, if you have any of them now are like a oh. thousand or 3000 because yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt signed for them. Yeah. You can't find his autograph in anything. No, it's wild. It's wild. No, and and uh, it's 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 just insane. It's very very insane. See, I'm I'm um, you see, I find I find it fascinating because I you know obviously a lot of your content um on your Instagram especially, um is uh you doing your day job you know it's uh like so a couple of weeks ago you were posting little mini uh videos of uh, content you were doing um with a go- that golf tournament that yes. you that you that you were covering um and I, I i find it fascinating the breadth of different things that you you will cover in in your day job which is i mean we've we've alluded to it but for those who haven't heard the last episode what what is your day job what do you do so uh here in detroit at our abc station it's wxyz i'm the sports director so I'm the sports guy on TV. So 6 p.m., 11 p.m., you're watching the local news, and and I'm the guy anchoring it. We're trying to move away from just traditional. Here's what happened in today's Tigers baseball game. Here's what happened in you know the hockey game. We do that, but I also like to include different interviews, feature stories, like everybody in local news is doing, because we know everything's moving digital. So yeah, we don't we don't necessarily think digital first, but we think digital and TV in the same step, and so trying to evolve it all together. So that's what I do. And that means going to a lot of practices, going to a lot of games and covering a lot of different things, because like you guys have alluded to here, sports collectors are now in Marvel. Marvel collectors are dabbling in sports. And so with sports fans here, people are widespread and they try to do different things. And so that's what I cover. And that's what I do here in Detroit. It's, it's, and it's brilliant. I I just, you know, I, I, it gives me a real insight. And for the most of the stuff that you cover i that i do catch a lot of it i don't get because i'm you know i'm 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 a brit so you know i'm I'm aware of baseball and i've been to one game uh at fenway park which was amazing but oh yeah god my god it's long i know i mean fortunately i had a i had a i had a boston native next to me and he was kind of giving me the the kind of uh the skinny as to what was going on and telling me and it was like i was like how long we got? And he's like, oh, a couple of couple more hours. I'm like, okay, another beer. Um, but uh, uh, basketball, we, we used to get that on on UK TV in the 90s, really late. But they don't really. Mm. You can get it on pay per view if you want to, I think. Um, but NFL is my thing. Wow. Um, so um, so um, and I know you you have access to what I would consider to be lofty rare air as Eugene kind of uh, yeah. about you know <laughs> you're able to go and speak to these guys at the Detroit Lions about their next season and you know um and and people like that and have access to that do you um I mean obviously it's something you do for a living so you probably don't realize it do you kind of ever pinch yourself and say oh I've just been speaking to this person and it's like 
I, if you'd have asked me five years ago if I'd have been doing that. <laughs> I, I'd be an idiot if I just said this is commonplace. Uh, you know, the, the, the guy who's in my same position down the street, who's been in the business for 25 years longer than I have been, um, who I consider a friend and a mentor, he, he always says, this isn't brain surgery. When we work 14, 16, 18 hour days and people go, oh, how do you do it? He goes, are you kidding me? We're doing like what every sports fan wants to do. We get to grow up and do this. So I keep that very much in the forefront of my mind and try to speak to people that want to do that and want to watch this and they want the access. And my boss, uh, when I was an intern, gave me the best piece of advice. He said, you have a credential that thousands and thousands and thousands of people would love to have at this game tonight, at that game tomorrow. Yeah. Don't don't do a report where it, where they can go on and Google everything that you just said. Go get and use that access to take people inside what you want to see. Uh, and so that's what I, I try to carry and do with my day job all the time. And I'll even segue back to this Marvel conversation because some yes. collectors will probably go, OK, cool, I'll tune out now. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> At baseball games, they have people throw out a ceremonial first pitch. Yes. Hockey games a lot. You'll see people behind the bench uh, before the games. They'll come down and visit with players on the sidelines for American football games here. They'll have, you know, celebrities pregame. The amount of sparkle in some of the players' eyes when they see some of the stars from some of these movies. The Anthony Mackie story, I said I got to interview him. He was with the director of his movie. It was Mike Binder. And they told me that they had gone to the Tigers game the night before. And Mike goes, if you would have watched all of the Tigers look at Anthony Mackie walk through that clubhouse, there are future Hall of Famers, baseball Hall of Famers that'll be, you know, in, in, uh, excuse me, in Cooperstown for the rest of their lives with plaques and the whole deal. And they'll be a part of baseball history. But Anthony Mackie walked in the Falcon and they all ran <laughs> over like little kids. I said, that is so cool. And, and of course, Mackie's like, no, 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 no. And Mike goes. How many of them asked for your autograph? He's like, I, I stopped counting. I mean, that was legitimate. That is the reaction wow. that some of these guys get. And he goes, and Mackie goes, listen, Miguel Cabrera is in there. Justin Verlander at the time. He goes, these are some of the biggest stars in baseball. And Binder just kept going. Yeah, but they're not the Falcon. They're not on movie posters, man. And it Captain was so America cool. now. And Captain, Captain America, America now. It's funny, too, because I think that's what a lot of collectors have actually been brought into the hobby for right i think a lot of people look at marvel now and they're like okay this is a character that's like protected you know what i mean this is yeah. this is a mythology right this is something that's in us with us what we are about for forever now it's part of our our, our cultural history and i think that's why a lot of people are coming into the cards because they realize like man i can follow spider-man throughout the ages right spider-man will always be here you know what yes. i mean and I, and I i think that's i think that's a really great way to think about it and it happens with pokemon it happens with you know magic the gathering other really big uh card things too and star wars right mm -hmm. like it's it's a big thing to say and be like, oh, man, I remember when Mandalorian came out. You know what I mean? And I was like loving it, yes. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I want to get an autograph of that of that actor into that set. Yeah. Ian, I know you love the relic cards. I brought this one to show like this. I, I specifically remember for the first few Marvel products that I started to get oh. a triple, triple relic of uh, Scarlett Johansson and. Yeah. And Anthony Mackie. I, I've been keeping my eyes on those. Those have started to really bump up. That's cool. Those yeah. ones. Uh, is that Civil War? 
This was Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. There we go. Yeah, the fatigues one. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some amazing ones. I mean, I've I've oh, really right. dived in uh, now in terms of um, MCU relics. I've decided to go there because it's infinitely well. Uh, apart from some exceptions, infinitely more um, uh, affordable than the autos for me um, on, on a limited budget. So um, I'm making some good inroads, actually. And I, I nice. very recently got, uh, let me just have a look in here. Sorry, Noren. There we go. <laughs> that. Oh, wrong binder. No, See it's if not. his goose is in there. See if uh, his goose is in there. See if my goose is in there, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds filthy. I'm sorry, but it really does. <laughs> Um, and here we uh, is it is it here is it here where is it where is it there it is oh no one's seen this and we talked about it on the episode oh that is so cool oh wow I am too and this is movie worn as well um, this one that's so awesome yeah I'm not trying to be that guy but I'll say it in in an admiration way my son and I were watching Iron Man 2 the other day. It's become one of our favorite movies to watch together. I looked on eBay for that card because we were watching the racing scene and he was eating it up. He's four years old. And I actually have it in the mailbox right now. I need to go get it because no. I got struck a deal with somebody. That exact same card. I've been oh, eyeing it for years. Yeah. I what? saw a UK seller and it came up and I was like, you know what? I mean, for me to see stuff from UK sellers, I kind of, I kind of just have to do it. I just kind yeah. of have to done um because you know uh, um, the more recent product you didn't get over here but the earlier mcu sets you can um so i've got i've got a few iron man one uh iron man two do you really and yeah um but no none of the big ones just like the guy vincent or whatever um yeah i'm keeping my eyes on those i'll tell you one that i have noticed is both his costume and his autograph is jeff bridges Mm mm-hmm those are going, yeah, going up um, because um, obviously he was only in that movie, and it's Jeff Bridges. You know, it's the dude. <laughs> it's the <laughs> so, dude. You know, uh, you know, if you're going to get his autograph card, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's doing all right because he he was diagnosed with um, cancer about six months ago. So hopefully, oh, wow. um, he'll be he'll be pulling through because we need the dude to be around for a bit longer. Um, I've I've got stuff I'm going to show you once we finish, Brad, because um, um, I was going to talk about them on next week's episode. So I'm going to show you some other recent a- acquisitions that aren't Marvel <laughs> uh, that I'm giddy with excitement about. Uh, no one's already seen them, um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm just really looking forward to to getting into them more. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of, and again, we're going to talk about this next week. I'm in the middle of completely refocusing how I collect, and oh. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot more of. Uh, a lot more of this and a lot less of this. Okay, see, that's in the business, that's a tease. And that is like my boss would go, hey, that was a really good tease. People yeah. are going to tune in next week. Great tease. <laughs> no, tease. I'm known for it. I'm known for it. Um, Brad, I think, you know what? I think, I think we'll circle us into land because um, I want to have a little uh, few minutes off the record uh, after we finish recording with you. Um, but where can people find you online? Where should they go to to experience the world of Brad Galley? Uh, it's it, my name, Brad Galley, at Brad Galley on Twitter. Uh, Brad Galley, WXYZ on Facebook. Uh, I'm active on both platforms. On Instagram, at Brad Galley. I do a lot of card stuff there as well. And then uh, a guy in the business told me a few weeks ago in marketing, he goes, are you on TikTok yet? I said, I'm 32 years old. I'm a dad of two. And... <laughs> 
and I, I am even older in my head uh, and in my whatever. And he goes, you got to do it. Just post sports updates on there. <laughs> and I posted an update from the from a golf story I did. And it got 300,000 views in like two weeks. And all of a sudden we're at the next golf tournament I'm covering. And this kid comes up and he goes, hey, you're that dude from TikTok. My, my coworker goes, wow. you're, on TV, you're on TV every day. And all of a sudden to a teenager, you're that guy on TikTok. So if you look, if you're on TikTok, I'm on TikTok as well. But no, I, I love interacting with collectors. And if you guys know, too, if you've watched those breaks that I've done, um, yeah. Yeah. you guys are so cool about it. I like paying it forward. I open a lot of cards on Facebook and on, and on YouTube as well. Um, but like base cards, cool insert cards, or maybe it's a not necessarily a low end autograph, but a guy I really don't collect that plays for one of our local teams. Um, I'll do giveaways on Twitter to build up like card collectors that follow and and honestly, to get people to to watch our network and to trust us as like their source for sports, but also like to know that I'm just a dude like them who who enjoys sports mm. and enjoys collecting and enjoys just being a part of this community. So um, if you want, if you like free stuff, I, I give I give away a lot of cards on Twitter, too. And that's non sports and sports cards. That's really smart because it all, all does. It just adds to one of the biggest things that I'm always told um, by because uh, I work for a marketing agency, so we've got a social media director, and the one one thing she always says is, is that brands that have authenticity yeah. are the ones that people relate mm-hmm. to, and that's exactly what, what you know, what you've got. So yeah, you're the real 100%. deal. You're the authentic well, Brad Galley. That's nice. Let, uh, <laughs> let me know all of Upper Deck's dark secrets that they shared with you, and what's coming next when we get off the record here. I will totally do for sure. Yeah, that's I will do. Just, well, because because you didn't write it down, you see, I, I did, so it kind of <laughs> only. Brad, you know, you know, you know how we end our show. Yes, uh, I am Brad Galley. I love collecting Marvel cards, and to everybody out there listening, stay tuned for next week because Ian's got a really good tease for you. And so, everyone out there, enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Band Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.